0: When I ran to the store with a penny, and when youth was abundant and plenty, classify these as good times. I rolled rubber tires in the driveway, pulled a purse on a string across the highway. Classify these as good times. Good times. Good times are common, calm and, calm and, calm and Come and hum it. Mm. Go to school fight a war, workin' steady meet a girl, fall in love before I'm ready classify these as good times good times I sit with a drink and a memory, but I'm not cold, I'm not wet, and I'm not hungry, so classify these as good times, good times, good times are coming, Times. good times are calm like a December day This looks like a time to remember day And I remember a spring Such a sweet tender thing And love summer college Where the green leaves of knowledge were waiting to fall with the fall and where September wine numbed a measure of time through the tears of October now November's over and this looks like a December This looks like a December day It looks like we've come to the end of the way And as my memories race back to love's eager beginning Reluctant to play with the thoughts of the ending The ending that won't go away And as my memories race back to Love's eager beginning Reluctant to play with the thoughts of the ending The ending that won't go away And this looks like a December day It is deep Night after night The past slips in And gathers all my sleep My days are just An endless dream Of emptiness to me Filled on By the fleeting moments of her memory sweet. to the silence of my dreams last night wandering from room to room turning on each light her laughter spills like water from the river to the sea, and I'm swept away from sadness, clinging to her. such a little while and I thought perhaps you'd like to hear the news Jeannie's grades were the highest in the school Billy sure does look a lot like you I understand your other son does too And Billy said tell mom I miss her so were some little things i thought you'd like to know remember sam and peg who lived next door with them it seemed we always laughed so much Well, Sam and Peg don't live there anymore. I understand they broke up just like us. The house we lived in now has been torn down. things we owned the last to go a freeway now runs through that part of town these were some little things that I thought you'd like to know These were some little things That I thought you'd like to know Turn back the pages of time and tore out the chapters when you were mine. I attempted to cut out the memories of you. Paste in some new ones, far
1: better and true.
0: True, I searched through the chapters referring to hearts for the one with the caption. Till death do us part I ripped at each letter And I tore at each word I screamed at your memory And nobody heard Nobody heard But your memory is determined And chances are few Of my ever finding A replacement for you It desperately clings To the floor of my And fights for its place In the
1: pages of time
0: wake up in the morning With my arms around my pillow Then suddenly I realize I only hold a pillow You're not there You're not there I call your name And hear my voice run searching through the hallway To return alone Confirming all I've known For so long I'm alone You're still gone Still half asleep I stumble to the kitchen For my coffee My footsteps match my heartbeats Funny heartbeats on linoleum Linoleum. The sound's all wrong You're still gone The sounds outside Reminding me The world won't wait forever And understanding says, Don't stand by empty graves You're on your own All along She's still gone I'm so ashamed Of my eyes Cause they still cry for you After they both watched my hand Wave goodbye to you I've told them time and time again That this will never do I've told them how you always laugh at teardrops. I am so ashamed of my arms for missing you. Last night, I woke up just in time. To see them reach for, you.
2: reach for you
0: And now my heart confesses It still wants you to I'm so ashamed of them all For loving you I'm so ashamed of them all for loving you. make a wonderful yesterday one on which I know that I can look back and smile and with you here with me The hours have flown away And today's gonna make A wonderful yesterday Today we have made A thousand and one memories That we can recall When today is us we used to be And with you in my arms The future seems so far away And today's gonna make a wonderful yesterday concerned it's time I learned that those who play with fire get burned but I'll be all right in a little while, a little while. but you'll be permanently lonely. Don't be too quick to pity me. Don't salve my heart with sympathy, cause I'll be all right in a little while. You'll be permanently lonely Lonely. The world looks on With wonder and pity At your kind Cause it knows that the future Is not very pretty For your kind, your kind Will always be running And wondering What's happened to hearts That you've broken And left all alone But we'll be alright in a little, while. a little while, but you'll be permanently lonely, lonely. running lonely. This was my last mistake That's all her heart could take Now we're down to our last goodbye Her lips won't kiss me now The lips that I taught how Now we're down to our last goodbye What can I tell her that I haven't told her That would change her mind cause she's heard that line before Now all that's left for me is just the memory of all those happy days gone by. Now we're down to our last goodbye. Can I tell her That I haven't told her That would change her mind Cause she's heard that line before Now all that's left for me Is just the memory Of all those happy days gone by now we're down to our last goodbye now we're down to our last goodbye Laugh with me, buddy Just with me, buddy Don't let her get the best of me, buddy Don't ever let me start
1: Feeling lonely
0: If I ever needed you, buddy You know now I really do, buddy don't ever let me start feeling lonely. I cry at the least
1: little thing,
0: but and I'll die if you mention her name. But Talk to me, buddy. Stay
1: with me, buddy.
0: Let's don't let her get away with it, buddy. Don't ever let me start feeling lonely. Let's talk about things as they
1: were, buddy.
0: Before I got mixed up
1: with her Buddy
0: Laugh with me, buddy Just with me, buddy Let's don't let her get the best of me Buddy Don't ever let me start Feeling lonely Did I ever, ever love you? Did I ever really care? All the times that I cried for you Did I really want you there? Wiser men than I have wondered About love and never knew And if I ever loved you I guess I still do All the nights that I spent crying All those lonely, lonesome times Was it my imagination? Was it only in my mind? Wiser men than I have wondered About love and never knew And if I ever loved you I guess I still do Is it here today and gone tomorrow This love that no one can explain Can it begin a thing of beauty Then undergo a dreadful change Wiser men than I have wondered About love and never knew And if I ever loved you I guess I still do
3: Good morning Vietnam! Second time around feels better than the first one. And no pun or pun intended. Um, you guys just heard a wonderful session of Willie Nelson, like I said in the flyer, a very sensitive, courageous all-American poet. And I didn't I, I don't know anybody to share better with than Edward Bowen. He's the father of a good friend, Brian Bowen, and I met Eddie couple of years ago at Bowen's wedding and we talked for eight hours straight I haven't seen him since and like I said I couldn't think of a better person to share that album with than Edward Bowen we call him Eddie yeah you can call him Eddie too
4: well thank you Renee. thanks for having me here
3: well so what were you just saying right now
4: what was I just saying? You were asking me about Willie Nelson. I probably don't know as much about Willie Nelson as a lot of other people. I, I know a little about him. The important things, I guess, I know where he lives and where he hangs out and some yeah. of the things he's done in the past. And some that you can talk about and some that you can't.
0: So. Well,
3: what are the rumors you've heard? Uh, and I'm just talking about the, the general rumors. I,
2: I, a lot of people talk
4: about Well, I, I won't even get into rumors because if I, if I can't verify it, I'm not going to. I'm not going to put it out there. I can, well, I, I everyone knows what Willie's favorite pastime is and how he enjoys how he enjoys himself. And
3: are you, are you referring to smoking pot?
4: Referring to smoking. I
3: mean, it's more than a pastime. He's been.
4: He it's a way of life for him. He has his he has his own products and he's it's out there on the market. So. It's no secret that everybody knows it, but, but it demands a lot more than that. He's uh, he's a philanthropist, he's, he's into farm aid, he he puts out a lot of money and, and raises a lot of money for a good cause. And uh, those are the things that a lot of people don't know about Willie Nelson. Uh, I was fortunate enough to live not too far from where he has a ranch in Spicewood, Texas. and. Uh, uh, I never never got to meet Willie himself. I I have met his daughter, and, uh, Paula, and uh, who's also a musician and has a band that's pretty tight. And What's the band uh, called? I don't know what the name of her, band I think it's Paula Nelson. If it's Paula Nelson, you don't need it. And by a, you tight, don't need you a mean a, good? I mean, by I mean good, yeah. I like that. If a band is tight, then, then it's a good band. It's a tight band. Yeah. And, yeah, and she's a really nice person. So the whole family seems to be pretty nice and pretty down-to-earth.
3: Well, like I said, you know, I know he's a lot, more, much more than that. Like I said, it's from the beginning, a sensitive, courageous, all-American poet. Because if there's uh, an adjective that fits him more than anything else, is a poet. Um The album we just heard, like I said, this is the... Um, The first album he wrote completely by by himself and sung completely by by himself. Back in the day, for you guys who may not know or may not be familiarized with him, he used to be, like like, like I like to put it, a cookie cutter type American singer with a guitar. He sang classical songs with a suit and he had a nice uh, haircut to the side with a lot of oil, you know, those those classic pictures we we're talking about where they're staring off to the future in the cover. And, um, I mean, you were telling me he was married about four times, right? Yeah,
4: well, you know, you, you're talking about the, the the early days of Willie mm-hmm, Nelson exactly. in, in Nashville, and he was kind of under the thumb of all the Nashville music moguls, and you were expected to, to dress a certain way when you were on stage, and you were expected to to act in a, in, a, in a manner that was,
2: mm-hmm.
4: you know, becoming to, to the label that you were working for. And he changed when he went back to, he got out of Nashville and went back to Austin.
3: So uh, what do you think started all these this ripples of change for him?
4: Well, he wanted to make his own type of music, and uh, when he got back to Austin, he had the opportunity to do that. He could make the music that he wanted to make. Austin, Texas, for you guys Texas. Still know. Yeah. Good old Texas. And uh, he was the uh, he was predominant in, in getting the outlaw movement going, the outlaw music movement going, which include people like Waylon Jennings and uh, Billy Joe Shaver, and uh, uh, a ton of other people that. that just don't come to mind right now but it was a whole different uh, uh genre of country mm-hmm. music it was tagged as outlaw country music so
3: this is this, this album what we, were,
4: what we just listened to now is pretty or pretty deep cuts it yeah, is the transition like i yeah, said it's yeah, the first it album where he transitions right, from right.
3: the cookie cutter into you know a songwriter and right. he decides to sing his his songs Right. Um, in the album cover, he's not wearing a suit and holding a guitar. Yeah, not on He's no. wearing slacks, playing mini golf with <laughs> his wife at the time, who left him, mm-hmm. and that's why he wrote this album. Yeah. Um. So this is from 1968. Mm-hmm. When were the Highwaymen? The that, Highwaymen? That, yeah, uh, that
4: was that was later. That was they were they were in the in the uh, in the nineties. They were in their comeback. It was Johnny Cash. Oh, really? Yeah, that yeah, late. That, yeah, that late. It, 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 might have been in the late 80s i'm not sure but that was when johnny cash that that's highwaymen was who were the Highwaymen? highwaymen was were, were willie nelson willie nelson johnny cash chris chris christopherson and waylon jennings
3: waylon Jennings.
4: and that was at a time when i was going to say that johnny cash was pretty much down and out he was uh pretty bad shape in what sense oh yeah, he was on he was doing pills and he was um Having trouble with his with his health and his family and and the law and everything else.
3: No oh, man, that's a lawless <laughs> man.
4: Didn't wasn't getting the the, the the gigs that he was supposed to be getting, doing the type of music that they want him to do.
3: So it's this like a, a Rat Pack situation. So yeah, I
4: like the Rat Pack. Yeah, it's, everybody, like everybody was Pack. yeah it was it was, that had something to say and and didn't have a platform to do it. No, yeah. they uh, got together and they they did a weighing a a pretty bang-up job of it
2: Mm
4: -hmm. and uh, yeah there's a there's a whole album out at the highwaymen so if anybody wants to research that then yeah yeah. it's worth worth getting into it's
3: worth it I mean one of my favorite songs is mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys yeah. with waylon Jennings and willie nelson yeah and it's generally what the title entails yeah.
4: sometimes you have to turn it around and say "Mamas don't let your cowboys grow up to be babies <laughs> the way things are going now everybody's crying about everything else <coughs> excuse me um so so yeah so willie makes this
3: album in 68 and then you see periodically little by little turn into the willy we know today who i mean i know very very little about willy other than everything that came out of my speakers you know i'm not the type of person to research a specific um singer per se i've always been more of a song collector more than anything but i like to say that you know he transitioned into who he really was yeah um his music didn't change per se in my opinion it stayed the same but he himself went from the cookie cutter suit wearing guitar holding man to long hair with braids and just about a pound apart on yeah stage. well the
4: thing that happened when he got back there like as i said he went back to austin texas and, and, and basically found his found his niche that, that's where he needed to be to do what he wanted to be, there was a there was a, a venue in uh, in Austin at the time it was called the uh, World Headquarters, and uh, it was a place for hippies and bikers and cowboys and uh, all walks of life. And it and, and Willie and and some of the other guys that he hung around with uh, actually formed this. This type of outlaw music that they called it—they didn't have a, a name for it at the time, so it was called outlaw music. They weren't doing the things that everybody wanted them to do. And, and I guess so they got the hippies like and the, the cowboys. To, it was in the seventies, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they say the hippies and the cowboys got together, and this—the this, outlaw music came out of that. And it went, went, to, it went big.
3: I mean, uh, as it should. Yeah. As it should. And. You know, you telling me that today that this were what you call deep cuts or yeah. or songs yeah. are now well known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the only songs that I ever really heard. From well, me.
4: I mean, a lot of people know the the the, the standards: you have "Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain" and "Whiskey River." Um, Darling, you getting, don't have to be quiet. You get on the. You get on the. Uh, you get the Redhead Stranger album, you know, and you get all of these. Uh, Which
3: is the the Redhead Stranger? Right, exactly right. with the with a super western cover. Right, right, right. Looks right, like a stamp.
4: Right, yeah. I I'm not sure what it looks like. Yeah. I, I know the music. Pull it up. Yeah. Let me get the Google.
3: <laughs> Pull it up. But yeah, like I said, it's like I know exactly what song um, you're talking about yeah. because every time I think of that Shot, album,
4: another one, Shotgun Willie. Shotgun Willie? Yeah, it's from that. Was it? I think it was an album with Shotgun Willie.
3: Red hair stranger. Red hair stranger. Do bear with me, people. I I I advise you to look it up. <laughs> Take all your phones. Put Google red hair stranger. And on the meantime, Katie, do we fi- Did we fix the the? way to get donations into the radio station Yeah. well send an envelope <laughs> send an envelope to Cosmopolis hotel you know $10 you're a giver 15 your family you know there you go <laughs> send an envelope $20 you get adopted right <laughs> no but in all seriousness this is a wonderful community radio and it's only possible through you guys so so yeah exactly I got yeah point intended I hope you googled it I got it myself that's a redhead
4: striker. there you go that's it yeah. so yeah. Brian what's some of the cuts on the back of that? What's some of the cuts on it on it I'll tell you know,
3: you see I love the lingo we're calling it the cuts because vinyl was cut back in the day now we always say track Favorite stranger that would be, um, and they are so time time of the preacher. That's Mm -hmm. the song I have from the album Saved. It's time for the preacher when the story begins. That's I don't know. Like I said, that nasal, the whole thing, yeah. it hits the heart. And then you have I couldn't believe it. If it I couldn't believe it, it was true. Time for the preacher theme. I don't know what the fuck is. That is instrumental. Difference. Yeah. Or yeah. well, that would be the instrumental. Probably. Okay. Then you have Blue Eyes crying in the rain. Blue Eyes crying in the rain. That's what I said. Yeah. Just as I am, Denver, down yonder. What's yonder? Is yonder? Place? Is,
4: it's it's yeah, over there is down yonder. As <laughs> far somewhere somewhere away. Oh, I yeah. see. It's yeah. like
3: yeah. We, we say in Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. We're mud to the chest.
4: Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's it's over yonder. It's it's over there.
3: So yeah, so I don't know what year is, is this album from from Willie. This is 75. Yeah. 70 so exactly, 70. it's it's the whole time. Yeah, it's
4: when he started doing his the, the big concert scene. He had to get concerts going on. He was doing dip, Dripping Springs, Texas, I think was the first one that he was I'm sorry? To, yeah, Dripping Springs, Texas. He's Dripping Springs. Yeah. It's uh, it's right around it's between Austin and and Spicewood. At he was supposed to have a 40,000 people were supposed to be attending, but they, they didn't because he didn't didn't advertise it well enough, evidently. He didn't get enough people to show up. And him. this was
3: back, back in the day?
4: In the 70s, yeah. It was early 70s he started doing that. And he's still doing that. That's the 4th of July picnic, and he's still doing the 4th of July picnics now. He didn't do it on the, during the pandemic. And this is, and but this he did is it. a free
3: event?
4: No, it's not free. <laughs> uh-uh, no, it's not free. This is a concert. And it eventually, now, when he has it, it's on the scale of a Woodstock. You get 300,000 people going to a Woodstock ah, concert. Yeah. He was going to do it on his ranch in, in in 2020. But then the pandemic broke it off. So they they did a, uh, a live stream on the Internet. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, but they also did it, he did, he did one at this place called Lukenbach, Texas, I mentioned Lukenbach, Texas to you before I lived outside yes, of did. Lukenbach, Texas. I worked in Lukenbach, Texas for a couple of years. It's a mecca for musicians and, and, and for music. And it's just a, a wide spot in the road.
3: I'm sorry. No, Brian, I'm not trying to toast my beer. I'm lifting up my empty beer. I'm
4: like, can hey, you guys get me another <laughs> yeah. one?
2: I've been showing this guy yeah. my beer, yeah. he keeps, Cheers. like, toasting Yeah, well, he's,
4: yeah he's here to listen, listen to the... learn something about Willie Nelson. He's not here to be the butler. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: Lückenbach, Texas. Yeah,
4: so anyway, uh, Lückenbach, Texas, just to, to make it short, I could go on and on about Lückenbach, Texas for a long you time. Let's do. But, um, to keep in, the, in the, on the lines with Willie Nelson, he he was doing these concerts everywhere, and uh, he was having a hard time, because it kept getting bigger and bigger, he was having a hard time finding a venue, a, you know, a place big enough to do it, to have someone say, okay, well, let's do it on my ranch. You know, mm-hmm. you got all these ranchers out there that have thousands of acres of property that, you know, you just put out some porta potties and... In, yeah,
3: uh, but anyway, three hundred people. That's uh, three
4: hundred thousand people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. So anyway, uh, he's in. The, in nineteen ninety-five, he did his first, his first Fourth of July picnic in Luckenbach, Texas. Not the first one he did in Luckenbach, Texas. Not the first one he ever did, but the first one that was in mm-hmm. Luckenbach, Texas. When
3: did
4: he 19- start doing them? Started in, the year, I think seventy-two or seventy-three.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But by the By the 90s, he couldn't find anywhere to do it anymore, and and Lueckenbach had like 10 acres of property that he could put it on. Mm -hmm. And he had to have, he kept getting fined (laughs) (laughs) because he was was breaking the law because Texas has a law that more than, I don't know, 10,000 people can't be in one spot at one time. Without permit. Without, yeah, without having certain safety measures in Mm -hmm. place. Enough porta It has to be fenced in, and you have to have security guards, and you have to have ambulances and doctors. And
3: in, the, in the in the eventuality.
4: In the eventuality, yeah. But
3: Quote unquote is yeah. let's keep this under control.
4: Yes, but anyway, he ended up having to having the picnic there. I think five or six times, from '95 to 2000. Then in 2000, I think he did it somewhere else, and then in 2001, he was back to Luckenbach. And yeah, but it, it, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, he, and as I mentioned before, the one he did with three hundred thousand visitors to that concert was done in Georgia, I believe. It wasn't even in Texas; it was in Georgia.
3: Where in Georgia, remember? I don't
4: know, but I think there was. Well, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and they quit doing it in Luchenbach because it just got too. Too rowdy, too big, too rowdy. Yeah, he brings
2: uh, people from all walks yeah,
4: of Yeah, yeah, they've had. Uh, it, it, they got rained out one year. That was it. Rained so bad. It doesn't usually rain in Texas when he has that thing. It doesn't rain a lot in Texas anyway, especially in that part of Texas. But on that day, particular day, it usually goes a three-day event. And that particular day, it rained so hard. That they they had to cancel the whole thing. Matter of fact, one person drowned, two people got stabbed. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many others were they were hospitalized. Hospi- well, there's a creek that goes well, goes through that goes through Lukanbach. It it's called no, it's it. called Grape Creek. But yeah, it did rain that much too. Because when the when the when it rains the the in in Lukenbach like that, the water can get up over the bar mm-hmm. you know it runs into the building and the bar is then underwater and uh, that happened uh, right along that time and uh, that was before I was ever in Lückenbach I, I, lucky enough that I didn't have to go through that but uh, that's what happened and, and so he quit having it at Lückenbach and a million
3: dollar question then why Lückenbach what is about
4: Lückenbach well Lückenbach I say a is a like I said, there's only. Is that a German name? Person? It's a German name. Perhaps. It's, it's, actually, it's a German. Well, it, it's, a, it's a small, a little small town. It has a dance hall, has a general store, and there's a bar in the back of the store. It has a hat shop. And A hat shop? Hat shop where you can get your cowboy mm-hmm. hat. And uh, that's about it. But the, at the time, the guy that owned it was Hondo Crouch. He bought it because it was advertised in the paper as a town for sale, uh, the guy was asking that, that, that had originally lived there, probably getting ahead of myself, it was it was settled by the German immigrants that went to America back in the 1800s.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And, uh, it was an Engel family, and the mini Engel was a daughter that married a another German immigrant. His name was Albert Luchenbach, and they opened a post office there. It was a trading post with the Comanche Indians when it started.
3: That's 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 quite a heavy a heavy name, the Comanches. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Recently, what it was. the
4: Comanche Indians. The, the Fredericksburg is, itself is right outside of Luchenbach, and it's a it's a town that was settled by German mm-hmm. immigrants
3: uh, it rings a bell to me because recently I read uh, Empire of the Summer Moon okay which was the whole story about the Comanches in this well, in the heart of Texas
4: Fredericksburg at the time had, had a treaty with the Comanche Indians a peace treaty with the Comanche Indians that is still intact to this day and it's still and to this day is the only treaty that was made with the Comanche Indians that has ever been broken Really, that's that's a fact.
3: Well, just for context here, the reason why the name Comanche is so big among all the American, also Indians, is because they were uh, a warrior, horseback monsoon. I mean, they were they were quite brutal. They yeah. were a warrior class of on horseback. Yeah, you know, very much yeah. like the Mongols, whatever you may call it, yeah. and they. They they really wreck havoc yeah. um, to 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 the biggest extent possible, yeah. and they did for, had to find common ground at the end of the day with most German settlers that were coming to Texas.
4: Yeah, well they did that that, that particularly they, like this. They, they still have a, a powwow, a big meeting of of, of Indian Comanche Indians and other Indian nations that are that are close by in Fredericksburg every year. So it's interesting if you if you want to if you want to go to Texas and you want to see some real real history, stop by Fredericksburg, Texas. It's, it's about 80 miles west of Austin and about the same distance northwest of San Antonio. So if you draw a little triangle between Austin and San Antonio and Fredericksburg mm-hmm. and uh, yeah you can you, you
2: so let's an get back to who fact. bought
3: the town. Okay,
4: so... Uh, someone... Mr. That's, Engel... That's how Mr. American yeah, is that? Oh, okay, yeah. This bitch so just Mr. bought a town. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was... It was uh, Minnie Engel married Albert Lukenbach and uh, the president uh, at that time was Zachary Taylor, and he granted them a post office status. So they had a post office at their trading post. And uh, in honor of her husband, Albert Lukenbach. They named the place Luchenbach, but it mm-hmm. had to have a name. So it was called Luchenbach, and it's still called Luchenbach. And uh, there was a they were selling beer and and eggs from the chickens in the egg house there, one thing or another, and making the scraping off yeah, of it, you know, just making making ends, meat. making ends meet. And in. it just kept getting harder and harder to do, and then. Uh, John Engel put an ad in the paper. Town for sale. And a, and a rancher was named Hondo Crouch. He had two ranches, and Luekenbach was in between the two of them. So he said, "I'm going to buy that place, so I have a place to stop and drink beer, On the and way go from the one ranch. to the one ranch to the other." So he went together with a guy named Gitch Cook, <laughs> He didn't have thirty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money, a lot of money back in, in nineteen seventy-one, I think it was. And uh, he teamed up with Geech Cook, who went later on went to be, a, <coughs> went to California, and became a cowboy actor. And another uh, another young lady, Kathy, uh, can't think of her last name. Anyway, there was the three of them, and they owned Luckenbach as of that time. But Hondo Crouch was kind of an imagineer. He, he he had all these ideas, you know, and he was kind of a clown, and and he liked to play jokes, and, and he'd come up with different, different. Uh, but what events. was the originally?
3: A rancher? How did he make that money or, or whatever he needed? Was he a rancher that had those two other ranchers? Was yeah, he
4: a- he would just had a trading post there. He had a trading post, and he had uh, he was he had uh, chickens, and he was selling eggs, and and you know, he had. Uh, the post office, the postal mm-hmm. service, one thing. And that was in 1850, yeah. So it was a place to stop, and he did business with the Indians, did business with the Calvary, did business with with uh, uh, the, the ranchers that run their cattle through there. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's, you need to need to go and, and get all the firsthand information from people that ah! have it. I'm kind of flying by, you know.
3: Sure, like I said, like, I'm just asking. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, the, the first idea that came to my mind when you said this guy bought a town <laughs> was that it was an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. Well, so, the first time yeah, like, he's uh, you not know, yeah, the classic cattle no, guy. No,
4: no, no, no. no. It's uh, Brian's been there didn't tell you. They just, just old wooden shacks. You know? So, he, yeah. he was a very eccentric man, to say the least. But the whole family, it was the whole family was there, you know. It was German, big German families would move in there. And it was actually not just a little town it's at that time. At the Lukenbach. the area was called Lueckenbach. There was a Lueckenbach school. It was a little one-room schoolhouse, and like you see in the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the show with the Prairie, House on the Prairie or whatever it was. And it was on TV, remember?
2: Nah, the Engel family. Yeah, yeah. What year was that on TV?
4: Uh, it's probably still on some stations. I don't know, yeah. No. Anyway, a little one-room schoolhouse. And and uh, like you see in the in the, some of the period movies come on mm-hmm. but to get back on track to music he had this place and he would have different events he would have chili cook-offs and he would have dances and they, they, they built a dance hall and uh he come up with all kinds of stuff
3: trying to bring some life yeah the circuit. right
4: and and these musicians that lived in the area were guys like Guy Clark, Towns Van Zandt, Willie Nelson, uh, Gary P. Nunn, all names maybe might not be familiar to you, but they're they're still, they're they're familiar and they're famous musicians to this day, although some of them had died, Guy Clark has died, Towns Van Zandt's died, but um, uh, Jerry Jeff Walker was the guy I say Sammy Davis Jr., you tell me a song.
3: Who hasn't sung a song from Sammy Davis?
4: D- no, not, t- a song that Sammy Davis Jr. sings. Ugh, the song. I that, can't
3: say from the top of my head.
4: The first song I think about is Mister Bojangles. <laughs> All right. Jerry Jeff Walker wrote Mister Bojangles. You Know the song? No, I don't. You have to pull it up so you can listen to it, Mr. Bojangles. Everybody's done Mr. Bojangles.
3: Mr. Bojangles?
4: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Met a man, he danced for you, and blah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, you can pull it up, check it out. But he came and he was real, he came out there and he got to be real good friends with Hondo Crouch. And he produced, he was a musician, he produced an album in the dance hall uh, live and he would
3: get closer to the mic I think
4: he would uh, the acoustics weren't right because it was just an old wooden wooden building the dance hall with no insulation no roof and uh, no ceiling in it and he would f- fill it up with hay bales bales of hay so the acoustic to dampen it, and, yeah. and make the acoustics right on it and he cut an album and the album was called Viva Ta Lingua. Viva, te Viva ter Terlingua. Viva Terlingua. Telingua is a little ghost town in the Big Bend National Park in the middle of the desert. And he called the album Viva Telingua. Terlingua te as in? Terlingua, yeah. Terlingua.
3: Yeah, Viva Terlingua. Jerry, Jerry Jeff Walker. Jerry Jeff Walker.
4: And it had a big hit. It was a big, the album was a big hit. And uh it kind of put Lucanbach Seventy three. Seventy mm-hmm. And it it was big enough hit to put uh Lukenbach on musically on the map. So all the guys who were coming out there to just to sit around playing dominoes or playing cards or pitching washers and doing stuff like that and maybe picking on the guitar and maybe sitting under a big oak tree writing a song, Willie Nelson sit out there and play dominoes. Yeah. You know?
3: And just writing poetry,
4: All right? And then he did this album, so then Lukanbach was a was a thing, you know. Everyone else started coming to Lucanbach. So then, uh, the thing that really made Lukanbach musically famous was a song that was done by Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. It was called Back to the Basics of Love, Luggenbach, Texas.
3: That's the name of the song. They never made an album from it? It was just... That's,
4: no, it was just the name of the song. They did that. And Hondo Crouch never got to hear that song. He died before that song came out. It was 1975, I believe it was, 76. Stayed number one, six weeks. Yeah. Let's go to Luggenbach, Texas with Luke Willie and and, Waylon and the Back boys. Back
3: to the Basics of Love. The album? Yeah, it's just a picture, it's all Waylon.
4: Yeah, Waylon. He goes, let's go to Lucanbach, Texas, Willie and Waylon and the boys. This successful life we're living's got us feuding like the Hatfields and McCoys.
3: Would you like to have brought your guitar today? You
4: should have brought it. uh, I
3: thought so. I thought uh, so too, but I didn't want to impose.
4: Got those Hank Williams Pain songs and Newberry's train songs and blue eyes crying in the rain. Let's go to Lucanbach, Texas. Ain't nobody feeling no pain.
3: Ah, oh, that's wonderful. Huh? That's like I said, that's poets. A, that's
4: a cool song, huh? Poets. They now here's the here's the thing. Here's the catch. Here's the hook. The two guys who wrote that song, Buddy Emmons and Bobby, can't think of his last name. Never been to Lucanbach.
3: isn't that always a catch huh
4: waylon jennings at the time had never been to lukenbach willie was the only one out of the out of the whole crew that had ever been to lukenbach waylon jennings and they made a big hit like i said it was number one on all the country radio stations for six weeks unheard of at the time and uh Willie was the only one that had ever been to Lucanbach at that time. Waylon Jennings was at one Willie Nelson 4th of July picnic at Lucanbach one time. That's the only time that Waylon Jennings was ever in Lucanbach. Had a million seller, made a million dollars off of that song, and had been to Lucanbach once in his life before he died.
3: What year was that?
4: When did he die, actually? Uh, 2002, I think had t- tuberculosis or something.
3: tuberculosis
4: yeah. I think it was tuberculosis some of his lungs so Willie
3: single handedly puts Lückenbach
4: on the music scene that, Willie only did Willie did the last verse of the song He, Waylon did the whole song and the last they did one, one verse together at the end of the song but the song put Lückenbach on the map everybody said they heard that song so everybody started going to Lückenbach
3: so, I must say, I'm going to throw a little bit of left curve here. We've been talking a lot about Texas, but
4: you yourself, my friend, aren't a Texan. No, no, I was not born in Texas. Where were you born? I was born in the north, right on the border between Pennsylvania and Ohio. But my, my the way my life went, I just kept going south. <laughs> what is it? I'm joining? Normally, just, like, south. Yeah, see, that's like. That's the way we say Things, the things States, are going. Like things the, are going the, bad. Yeah. The things yeah. are
3: going bad. You know. But, things I, are just but, going but south. everything
4: got better. The farther south yeah. I went, the better things got for me. I ended also. up joining when well, I was a 17 years old. I joined the army, and, uh, and I went to basic and, training. They sent and me before
3: that. In you, know, so then, then you Farm boy. Yeah. Or were you yeah. like? No,
4: I, yeah, I lived on a 100, 103 acre farm. We lived on hundred three acre farm. Your father was a farmer. No, my father wasn't a farmer. My father was a was a chief of police. Uh, but my parents were separated, mm-hmm. and my father lived in another town. I lived on on the uh, on the farm with cattle. Or they were dairy cattle, dairy mm-hmm. cows. Hundred three acres, with my mother and stepfather. And uh, got that got old real fast for a seventeen year old. So joined, no, I'm sure. I joined the army. Got sent south. Got sent to Georgia for basic training. What's the name of the big base uh, in Georgia? Fort Benning, Georgia. Uh huh. And then uh, I went back to Maryland for uh, for, for some training. And then I went back to Georgia for for. Uh, uh, airborne training, I was a So what in happened
3: in Georgia that made you so saucy in Georgia?
4: I No, I wasn't. I just, they, they, they sent me there. Nothing happened. To, I don't have anything against Georgia except that it's hot and, and, and muddy and you got a lot of red dirt. <laughs> uh, then I went from Georgia, I got stationed in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and uh, then I, and I lived off base. I lived in Nashville for a while. Mm-hmm. Then I went to... South Vietnam, and I came back.
3: How, how many years with you in in Vietnam?
4: I was there for, for a year and a half. A year and a half. That's One, and a half, one tour and a half a tour, mm-hmm. and sent home for reasons beyond my control. <laughs> 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 and uh, uh, you know I. I didn't go home standing up, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and then uh, uh, I came home from Vietnam. I got stationed in in Kentucky again, in the south. Then I got stationed in Germany, in southern Germany. Go to Oxford. Southern Bavaria. Then, as much as 12 years ago, when was it 12, 15 years ago, went back to Texas. Well, Central. Hold Central Texas. So you were stationed in Germany. How long did you spend in Germany that time? With uh, the military, three years. I was I was stationed for three years right right here in Augsburg. Greece Greek concern. That is no longer a concern. It's but a
2: you
3: stayed in Germany afterwards.
4: When I I got out of the army, I, I got out of the army in. I took what they called a European out, mm-hmm. a European discharge. And because I, I wanted to stay in Germany at the time as a civilian, so I could travel around Europe mm-hmm. and and do the things that I couldn't have done when I was tied to the military. Yeah. And uh, they still offered you a, a free plane ticket home within a year. And uh, the year went by really fast. <laughs> My money went just as fast. <laughs> so. So I was out of a plane ticket and I was out of money, so the only thing I had left to do was to go to work, you know. What did you do? So I started, yeah, so what does the, what does the cowboy know how to do? You make a fence, you know, so I went to work. I thought you were going to say build, pick up the guitar. Yeah, no. I, I thought you were going to say pick up no, the guitar. No, I, I was picking one wires and putting up barbed wire and stuff like that. I was back in the days, I was back in the early 70s. I, I built a lot of fences around around here, a lot yeah. of fences. I put. I built 35 kilometers of fence at the at the Olympic grounds in Munich when the Olympic grounds were being. You there. guys heard it. So, yeah, all he heard, American he made. You heard it first. You he heard it first right here on W. What are we on? What?
3: Stay FM. Hey, brought to you this time by Cluster Shire. Cluster Schein. Cluster <laughs> goal held.
4: me. So if you, if we're doing commercials now. Uh, I got one. I got to plug. Later on. Talking about music. I do some some Western music. By all means. Uh, we got the uh, the, Christ- I mean, the Christmas think- market in Augsburg. Christmas market is coming up, and we'll be playing music in the old old Stadt, the old Stadt. At the Aldis, what's it called? Uh, Silber, Silberschmied. Uh, Silberschmied. The Aldis Silberschmied. Silberschmied in the Altstadt on the 2. December and Nochmal Silberschmiede in the Altstadt on the 9. Mm-hmm. December. We'll be playing some, it's a little bitty, it's a, it's a ganz kleine. Uh, Glühwein stand from the Rode Kreuz on the Silberschmiede hinder the and Rathaus oh, and we are making a western music. Well for anybody that wants to hear it just come on by. I was
3: building listen. this whole thing meticulously to the culmination of me going like and Edward. Mm-hmm. He has his own band here in Oxford. Yeah, well this won't play be a good band, old yeah. country music.
4: This won't be a, a band, this will just be uh uh three of us on the 2nd of December it'll be three of us three three just three, jam. three three knuckleheads with a guitar. Just the jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically just the jam and. um so up, I, up close and personal. again,
3: the Silverschmidt, the second of December, and then again the tenth of
4: December. Uh, the ninth. The 9th of December. Yeah, about five or six o'clock in the evening.
3: hmm mm. Yeah. I'll be there, man. I'll be there.
4: Yeah, get somebody to show you where it is, because you probably find you won't find hey, it.
3: Hey, I, I, I,
4: you I couldn't find that, this place. <laughs> yeah, but I
3: did it within five seconds. I typed it on Google, and there it was.
4: I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, resourceful. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty resourceful. Okay, I'm being very patient about how long it's going to take us to find your car.
3: Nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah. No, no. I know <laughs> where to park. Katie knows that I'm my paranoia here. We're getting my car towed. In this town, it, it's pretty intense.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, nonetheless, you were here. You were building fences. You build fences for the for the Munich Olympic. Yeah,
4: um, well, I was just one of the things I built fences all over. I've
3: with. built fences. I've thrown like concrete floors in yeah, New Zealand. Yeah,
4: yeah. You do what you got to do, man. You, you
3: do what you got to do, yeah. especially that's when
4: you have nothing else to do. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, I. I Done a lot of stuff working. and then you took that free ticket back to the States I knew it wasn't free anymore there that was only free for a year and the year was <laughs> over so that's why I started I had to build I had to start building fences just to make, <coughs> make enough money to to stay here to make enough money to stay here yeah why well, you have to live you have to pay rent you have to eat
3: so how long were you here in
4: I do it like everybody else the young young GI. Uh, you meet a girl fall in love do before whatever you're ready. You're ready yeah, huh? yeah, and you end up stuck in a foreign land.
3: I'm sorry, guys, but yeah, that, that sounds, was a line in what, in the album of Willie Nelson.
4: That sounds like a. That's, I was going to say that sounds like a, a punchline for a Go song. Go to school,
3: man. fight a war, mm. working steady. Yeah. Meet a girl, fall in love. Before, before you're I'm ready. ready.
4: Yeah, that's me. Huh? That story of my life.
3: And how long did you end up here at the end? I don't know. Long time. Ago. When year was that? When you got married here in Germany? Or or when did you find your, your first wife or I was
4: nineteen I got to, see, I came back from Vietnam nineteen sixty nine. Uh, I got here uh, seventy I got out of the army in seventy two. I probably met that girl in seventy three, at the end of seventy two, seventy three, I don't know. Long time ago. So you know these She's, streets. Yeah, I yeah. I I know my way around Augsburg pretty good.
3: What do you think about Augsburg?
4: Augsburg, I, I I've always said, I've always said that. Then uh, I've, I've through the different jobs that I've had and done things in in Germany, working for German companies. I've had the opportunity to travel around a lot in Germany and in Europe from. Northern Norway, the Arctic Circle, too, as far as Madagascar, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I've always lived in Augsburg. I've never lived in any other city in Germany except Augsburg, and I've always said I will never live in any other city in Germany except for Augsburg. Why so? I always liked Augsburg, and I always felt it was a, it had a, it was a big town with a small town feeling. which. Sadly, I have to say, it no longer has. It's really? A, it's, a, it's a small town with a, the with a big town problems. Traffic is terrible. Oh, I see what it's you overpopulation. mean.
3: Overpopulation. Not necessarily that it became a big town, uh, but the coin flipped on this matter that it's a small town uh,
4: uh, with a big town problem. Yeah. yeah. The population has just uh, exploded. Uh, the traffic's exploded. They, I don't know. This is my opinion. I'm only. And nobody has nothing to do with anybody that works at this radio station. My opinion: the people that plan the traffic in Augsburg have no business planning anything. <laughs> if, if they want to play with traffic, I do
3: love the disclosure. If this opinion has nothing to do. With the ideals of the radio station, but the fucking city planners here sucking dick. <laughs>
4: no, it's they, 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 they you, you know, you see things just, all you have to do, you don't have to be an expert, man. You just have to have a driver's license in a car, get in the car and open your eyes to what's going on around you and why, what could be better, you know, and why are things so screwed up? Why can't I? Why don't I? Mean, I it's I an have?
3: old infrastructure that they're yeah, trying to yeah, modernize. Yeah. Is different. We built our infrastructure to meet our needs. Here, this infrastructure well, they're trying to to bring an an infrastructure no. that's more than a thousand years old to modern times. That's a big
4: leap. That, you're talking about the in, you're talking about the inner city. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's, a, that's a whole different ball game. that's a, that's a problem of its own. You know, to to stop all that, it's just that's the easy solution. You close it off to traffic. No cars can go into the city. You you want to go in the city, you have to take public transportation. I park my car
3: like two two hundred meters away.
4: Yeah, well, it it, it it needs to be that you you can't get into the core of the city with a car. In my opinion, my opinion. I'm not mm-hmm. a traffic. I'm not a planner enough. I'm not an engineer I'm not a. am just a guy this with a driver's oldest, license. this yeah. is the
3: oldest city I mean the first time I came to Europe my very first time in Europe I landed in Oxford this is this was by right. far obviously yeah. my first time in Europe the oldest city that I've been aware of and I mean I was flabbergasted to say the least yeah. about the whole thing
4: well the thing is if you, you can't I mean how much sense does it have to, do you have to have to say that it's, it's broken. It's not It's not working. You know, you can't say, well, we'll make it so that the streetcar always has a green light. Mm-hmm. And then the bicycles always have a green light.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Right? And anybody else that has something to, to push or pull has a right-of-way. And the cars come last. Well, just eliminate... Half of that shit, right? Let the bicycles that. go away, and and, and, and the streetcars go in, and leave the cars out. Period.
3: I understand that. I mean, you're not only- talking.
4: We're not talking about going from 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 here to Munich on a bicycle. I'm talking about getting from the outskirts of the town into the city.
3: Yes, the only argument I would have towards it, or in in the matter, is that like you know like. How many cities are here in Europe that have tackled the same problem in a great way? That have, that have found the solutions, whether it is for pedestrians or for bicycles or for traffic. How many cities in Europe have found the solution? So, my whole point is where's the collaboration? You know, why can't can people take what, like, as a model, what has been done in, in cities that might be a hundred kilometers away? and implement it, yeah. but isn't that again the whole, uh, you can take that same argument to any scale, yeah, like it's, it's, why it's, don't people always take the best of any other place I was, yeah, and I was, implement
4: I was so happy when they were telling me that well, they're, they're redoing the Koenigsplatz, they're going to get that all straightened out down at the Koenigsplatz. Uh, they did the tram all the way to Koenigsbrunn, that was a big deal, right? It makes sense, right? Well, what did they do in the plots? They fucked it up worse than it was before. I don't. What was it? I don't know. Well, I can't explain it to you. It was, it was just a mess, and it's still a mess, and it's still a and it's still a place for for uh, the wrong elements of, to hang out.
3: Yeah, but that's something. Yeah, you can't that,
4: that's some, yeah, but that's that's something on. you can't. Control. No, it's, sure, sure you can. Sure you can. Yeah. Nobody well, wants to go in the city. Why do all? Why does everybody say? Well, let's go to the city gallery. You know. Because they can find a place to park. Yeah, I was just right. going to say, that's yeah. the only reason I ever go to The only reason you go there, right? So yeah. I can park. So and if, if, if they want to do, a, why didn't they put that on the outskirts of town? Why does every lawyer and every doctor and every dentist think they have to have an office in the middle of the city? Makes no sense to me. First, they're paying they're paying uh, rent on, on office space uh, that is exorbitant.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You got all these empty empty places on the outside outskirts of town, uh, where, that you can get to Sheridan Park is a, is a is a dream. Sheridan Park it used to be Sheridan and Concern, right along B seventeen. Where is it? Right along, right on the outskirts of of, of Augsburg, as you go through Stotbergen. No,
3: uh, I'm not
4: familiar. Well. Everyone else is, but it's, it, and it's it's the industrial area now. They put in all kinds of of, of uh, different uh, companies. So you companies love Augsburg
3: from... so much. However, besides all the crap,
4: yeah, yeah, it's well, no, I'm, 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 just dusty. I, I, mean, I, I, Augsburg is. I, I like Augsburg. I like the people, and I and I like the architecture of it. And, 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 and for me, what's the, the history fact, personally? Yeah, and it's great. I don't like the traffic, and I don't like I don't like the the, the bullshit that they they try to feed you. I say, well, they're going to make this better. You're not making it better. You're just making it worse.
3: I mean, I know since I got here, the whole city has been under construction. Yeah. But as much as my wife tells me, it's always been yeah. on construction.
4: Yeah. They have never, never, not never got under it under right. Well, then why is that? Why how can you? How, why can you? How can you justify having fifteen, twenty cars wait for a, for a, for a green light, a green traffic light, and you have a streetcar that's going through that has two people in it, no. and everybody else sitting there with a motor running in the car waiting for a streetcar to get the hell out? Yeah, of
3: but those are things that like the city planners can't necessarily control. Or
4: is it? How the people decide to to move? See, no, you just say you either say you should or get off the pot. You say you can't go in the city with a car. You want to go in the city? You ride a streetcar or you take a bicycle. You can't go in the city with a car. Period.
3: What's up, dude? I I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. Brian was trying to show me the chat that I had with yeah. on WhatsApp. Brian is his son, by the way. But it was the chat. There was no no difference on anything. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. But nonetheless.
4: Yeah, we got off the track. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson did not have that problem.
3: Willie Nelson doesn't have any problem with traffic. Knowing how you ended up, you know, from Pennsylvania, going south, 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 south. I'm still in the south. I'm in southern. I'm still in in the the south.
4: south. I'm in southern Germany. I'm a fan. South I'm a fan of southern so, Germany. South Germany. I brought yeah. my mama here.
3: Yeah. My mama came to visit yeah. me, and my mama is a country girl from Cuba, mm-hmm. and I took my mama to like Fussen, and my mama. The only thing she told me is like, I've never seen prettier farms. Yeah. Like all oh, the grass is neat. Yeah. Like you can go to the to the corner of the dirtiest pigsty mm. in Germany, and yeah. it'll be clean as a whistle.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, no, that I don't know that. How did I end up here? I, that's basically how I ended up here, and why I'm here now. I have family here. I have my, my sons are here. My daughter is in school here, and my wife is from Augsburg. But uh, uh, the plan is, is is coming together. We a plan on going back to Texas eventually. Uh, just don't know when. It it might be in a year. It might be in five years. But so I will be going back to Texas
3: exactly where I was trying to bring the culmination of this uh venture in the conversation was where along this whole story did you pick up your guitar
2: oh. the first
3: you see, see I'm not I, yeah. I, I'm not that I'm not that crazy I know what the fuck I'm doing here you know. where did you pick up the guitar
4: I probably picked it up picked it up uh, as a as a Board soldier.
3: As a board soldier. Yeah. Before we're, before in ban- Pennsylvania before you got into the army. No,
4: it is is a in the military. Uh, is is somebody? I, I had when I was, I went in the military and I was seventeen years old, and I had no in, in the seventeen years old. I had no time to play a guitar. You have other, time, you know. There's are there are kids that are musicians that have it in their blood that just say, well, mm-hmm. I'm starting to play guitar when I was six years old and blah 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 blah. I didn't start playing the guitar until I was, a, I, I think it was, in I was in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, with the 101st Airborne. Did you? Do you have a friend Airborne. who taught you? No. Did not.
3: It wasn't sort of like you got close to someone who mm. got you in the guitar. It was just on your own prerogative of
4: own. Yeah, and then guitar, I, and I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a good guitar player now. I, I, play rhythm guitar I'm not a I mean, who's I'm not a lead guitar player. I, I basically play the guitar to keep my vocals on key. I see. And usually end up trying to get a lead guitar player that can take up the slack. And I've had been fortunate enough to, to come across some good lead guitar players.
3: Yeah. And when do you start
4: singing? When does anybody start singing? As soon as you as soon as you can make noises with your
3: yeah, but that's at one point where like someone, when you sing and you think to yourself, "Fuck, I can sing." I like the way yeah, you sing. Yeah, I don't Yeah, well, because stepping most in front people, of a stage, right, most people body, oh. in front of a microphone, you need to have some sort of
4: yeah, that that big balls. That's all.
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not everybody got big balls. Yeah, hey I mean, Brian, you have you ever stayed stepped on stage on a microphone? There you go, little balls. Yeah.
4: So, I, you, yeah. but you got to do it one time, you know. I say, well, I, I said that's, you know, that doesn't sound bad, and and usually, your girlfriend or your wife or, or maybe your kid will say, Dad or, or baby yeah, that sounds pretty good. You say, well, how does this sound, honey? She's she not going to say, well, you sound like shit. You say, well, yeah, that sounds pretty good. You know, so you say you you just have to watch all these all these. Uh, shows, Deutschland, Superstar and all this other shit, and then, and then you get these people on there that, that have no talent whatsoever, but somebody told them, it sounds pretty good, honey, you know, because they don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, I mean. So, and then they end up, <laughs> they said, well, I'm going on television, and they said, shit, what did we do? You know, she shouldn't be going on television. But. You picked up the guitar. I picked up the guitar, and I played, And you, you know, you strum, you learn a few chords, and then you, you sing an easy song, and you say, well, that sounds pretty good. And, and you ask somebody that you trust, is, how's it sound? You see, yeah, it sounds okay. And, then you, and what you have to know is that you, you don't sound okay to everybody. People that you sound good to, people that you sound great to, people that you don't sound worth a shit to.
2: I agree because everybody's
4: taste is different.
2: No,
3: yeah. even with the great singers.
4: Even with the great singers, that's a but. Uh, Fuck. What Julio you need to do is try to stay on key and do, and just.
3: <laughs> Fuck Julio Iglesias. <laughs> yeah. So, wrote any songs yourself?
4: My daughter's writing songs now. I haven't never wrote a song.
3: Your youngest is—is is she your only daughter? You have three then, right? I
4: I know I have an older daughter that's, that's older older than him. Older than myself. I have a daughter that's in her fifties.
3: So four in total.
4: Four children. Total.
3: Four children. Mm-hmm. Two boys, two girls. Mm-hmm. Your youngest is thirteen. My, she's the one who she, writes the 12. songs. She's twelve.
4: Yeah, she's. She'll be twelve next week, and she's. Yeah, she. She's written two songs that we've put uh, so a little bit of music to. That are together. Yeah. yeah.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, in Spanish. That, that she can in, 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 English, in, in right? English,
4: yeah. <laughs> that she that, that just little two three chord songs that she can play on the guitar herself. And she's trying to learn guitar. She's she's doing the down 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 down. There's no ups. It's yeah. all down. But, <laughs> but she's doing it right. And, the she's the, and she's changing. And that she's changing. So. she's changing the changing the chords to, to, uh, appropriately. Yeah. So, yeah, it's what's working out. I mean, and. Took her to get guitar lessons, and she said, "I don't want to get guitars." First, she said, "Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna take guitar lessons." Blah blah blah. blah." And then she found out well she has to start doing it the way that you're supposed to do it, instead of the way that she wants to do it. And then that's no more fun. Yeah, I agree. But even the 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 lady that was giving her the guitar lessons, she did. She showed her the her her songs and her lyrics that she's written and and she had a positive feedback from from an outsider, and not just yeah. from daddy telling her, yeah, that sounds So that's definitely it's, brought her spirits up. It brought her spirits up. So, matter of fact, when you came to pick me up, she was actually just out of the shower and she was sitting in the room trying to learn a song from Paul Overstreet, some, some beach. From who? Some beach. It's like, this? yeah, it's at some beach somewhere. It's it's a song from written by a guy named Paul Overstreet that that I also know actually I met him a couple of years ago, and it's it's a hit it was a hit song for another country western singer that is well known and it's kind of a
3: so is she your is she your the only child you have that took on the musical side
4: i guess i don't i, I don't know now nah, this
3: motherfucker listens to music
4: yeah he listens you play to music?
3: music i've seen the guitars but i've never heard them
2: yeah
3: but i tried I'm, i don't know like i've asked him to play the guitar no. he has two guitars in his in, in his living room yeah i know and but i've never seen him play them mm-hmm. you know when i mean i asked him you want to play them he's like no yeah, I'm I'm not. Yeah. play it for me tonight because i think who knows may, maybe he's just a little hidden i
4: think he's doing pretty good he's been been practicing, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Every week. Every week. Well. He, he got that. You still have that. That electric guitar. Yeah. Yeah.
3: For you? Yeah. yeah the two. I mean, he has those two guitars, and they're... Yeah, I got both of the, them. Yeah, one are he got. One, one he got for me. I just play with the acoustic.
4: So. That electric one. And why don't play the electric? Yeah Play the electric one. You don't have an amp. I sold it. I didn't give him the guitar. I sold him the guitar for a hundred bucks. <laughs>
2: To his, own, to, his own, to his own to his own son but to his, his
4: own son but the thing about it is hey, I, son, I I got some for you the thing about it is it's a,
3: it's, it's a one time opportunity son well, it's a one time opportunity it is
4: it's brand new I mean you've seen it for a hundred dollars
3: but it's a cool guitar he flipped the guitar he, he bought, was, it like bought it for 25 bucks
4: I had I don't know I had about five hundred dollars in the guitar and hey, how much you on. pay for it
3: my guitar? Yeah. For the custard? The 100 bucks? No, he said Yeah, the, hundred, the hundred. guitar you bought from him.
2: Yeah. You
3: paid 100 hundred, bucks?
4: 100 oil, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, but you said you, you give me this. <coughs> I don't remember. You gave me 100 euros, didn't you? Yeah. He paid
0: right.
4: 500. That, you gave him the 100, 100 euros back. I did? Alright, alright. All right. All right.
3: good, 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 good. Okay, good, right. good, good, good. good, good. good, good, good. <laughs> now, do you see? You see? I want so, it tonight.
4: Because I was going to put it on eBay. You know, I probably I could have got What type of
3: guitar is it. I mean, I know it's a gorgeous that, that, guitar. That, it has
4: a that, metal a, body. E-bon-esque. Yeah, it's 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 not a real expensive guitar, but it was it's it had a brand new case and it was a brand new guitar and it was worth about six hundred dollars. Yeah.
3: yeah. So Brian, you
4: have Brian and your your youngest girl
3: is writing song, uh, singing songs.
4: She sings. She she loves to sing. She yeah. sings. You have to tell her stop singing. She doesn't stop singing. But I singing. bet you don't. She, I, yeah, I do. Because sometimes it gets, you're trying to listen <laughs> to the news and she's like,
2: ah,
4: Honey, stop. Take a break. Take a deep breath. But I'm sure that's always such a, I don't know, such a pride for
3: a moment. For yeah, a song, it is.
4: Right? It's just something you can't you can't put a, you can't put a, a price on, you know. it's It's definitely it's great. She has her own guitar. She has, she also has two guitars and, and actually has two guitars and a ukulele and whatever else. The, the ukulele is fun to learn. She took ukulele lessons, but she, she took the ukulele lessons. They're very intuitive, you know, just four strings, it's almost like the bass. Yeah, she, she learned that ukulele left-handed, she's left-handed. Mm-hmm. She learned the ukulele left-handed, she learned the guitar right-handed.
3: Up, does she play upside down like Jimmy? Hendrix? No,
4: it's 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 left-handed ukulele. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's strung up as a left-handed ukulele. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. So,
3: to to bring back this whole conversation full circle, because like I had I had I had told Edward, you know, I invited him to the uh, to the show, and Edward was very concerned about um, you know what we're gonna talk about and stuff like that, and yeah. I had told him. My friend, this is
4: just pretty late, Yeah, laid back. It's pretty laid back. Well, this I've I've done this before.
2: Mm-hmm, I'm I've, sure. I've been you to, have the voice been, for it. I've
4: been on been to radio stations before, and and uh, some have an itinerary. They say, "Well, yeah. this is what we're going to talk about." These are the list of, list of questions that I'm going to ask you. I have uh, nothing to talk about. Know.
3: I only wanted to talk yeah. to
4: Edward. Okay, well, you got. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got in, that in living color so
3: but nonetheless nonetheless you know we're professionals here you know we're professionals. so to bring the whole thing full circle full circle here first stop did you yourself go back to Latenbach Lückenbach Lückenbach
4: yeah if, what what was the question
3: if you yourself made it to Lückenbach
4: if I made it to Lückenbach yeah. I was in Lückenbach last June on my birthday my birthday is on it, it is in the first week in June and I was in Lukenbach on my birthday. So when was the first time you got to Lukenbach? The
3: first time you ever went to Lucenbach? First
4: time I ever went to Lukenbach was two thousand and seven. Yeah, two thousand seven or eight.
3: Seven or eight, yeah. And and how did you end up there? Did you just always wanted to go and you went there? No, for visit? I no,
4: I ended up there by accident. How so? Uh, I went to the, We went to the states with my wife. We sold everything here and went to this went to California where my father was living with the intention of going to Texas. mm mm-hmm. So we got to California and I bought a pickup truck <laughs> and we, and and threw the suitcases in the pickup truck and headed for Texas. And we got to I don't know, maybe 20 miles, 30 miles outside of San Antonio, and I said, well, we got to find a place to stay for the night. Of course, we we had to stay overnight in New Mexico somewhere because it was a two or three day drive anyway. Mm-hmm. But on that last day, we said, well, we have to find a place to stay in the evening. And I drove. It was late in the afternoon. Now, I don't want to get into San Antonio because San Antonio is a big city. It's the eight, eighth largest city. It's San Antonio. No it's, no, no, it's San Antonio. It's San Antonio. It's
3: not San Antonio. San Antonio.
4: It's not San Antonio. It's San Antonio.
3: It's debatable.
4: <laughs> it's debatable. Yeah. It's debatable. You, you're Cuban. You ask a Mexican. It's, it's, debatable it's debatable. Ask a Mexican. A San Antonio. Papa. Ask, it, it, it sounds like an Italian. <laughs> San Antonio. <laughs> Julio Iglesias. Uh. But anyway, I didn't want to get into the city. Mm-hmm. So we we got off the interstate and, and uh, headed for Fredericksburg. I said, that sounds German. Mm-hmm. We'll go to Fredericksburg. And I drove through Fredericksburg, and they had a German bakery and some other street names in German. Cause the, the town was settled by Germans in the 1850s, 1840s. They still have some street names that are German that... Äußere Uferstrasse. Uferstrasse. I wonder
3: how the name Nobody
4: the in Texas can say this. <laughs> I wonder how they say it. I here, was the yeah. only one in there that could say, <laughs> <Uferstrasse>, <laughs> and whatever else they had. But anyway, uh, yeah, so we drove there and I said, I ah, don't really want to stay here. This, this is, I don't know. Let's drive to Austin. You just weren't feeling it. I just wasn't feeling it. I said, "Let's drive to Austin." So I drove to Austin, Texas, all right from Fredericksburg, it's about eighty miles. It's an hour and a half drive or so. And the first thing I passed was a was a a club, a, a venue, music venue, dance hall. It's called the Broken Spoke. It's, uh, it's a spoke. A broken Spoke. What's a spoke? A spoke is like on a. On a bicycle, the 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 wheel, the on the 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 little wires that go on a bicycle wheel. Ah, okay. Those those are spokes. Mm -hmm. And on a wagon wheel. Yeah. Those wooden things. The rim. Not the rim, but the the.
3: What between the rim and the axle. Yeah.
4: Right, right, right. That's a spoke. Yeah. And this dance hall is called the Broken Spoke, which I had heard of before. So I said, I'm going to we'll stop here and let's look inside the Broken Spoke. It wasn't even open yet. And you've heard of it before? I'd heard of it before because it's a music venue. And uh, so we pulled in the driveway and uh, I looked and I saw a guy that I knew. It was Dale Watson, who was also a, a popular musician. And he's, he's very Where do you know him from? I knew him from a gig that he did here in Augsburg in in Untermeidingen oh. in at the Four Corners. Okay. And I'd met him there and had talked to him there. And he was unloading his equipment to do a show at the Broken Spoke on that evening. So I stopped there. When we stopped there, I saw him, I walked up to him, I said, Hey Dale. He said, Hey Ed, what are you doing here? Blah I said, What did he said, you do? I said, I left Germany, I'm moving to moving to Texas. I said I said, uh, he said, you're moving to Texas, he says, where are you, you going to go? Where are you going to stay in Texas? He says, I, I haven't made up my mind yet. He said, I said, where would you stay if you were moving to Texas now? Because he lives in Texas. I said, where would you stay if you were going to stay in Texas, moving to Texas? He said, I'd stay in Austin. I said, well, I'm not going to stay in Austin because it's too big a city. He said, where have you been? I said, I just come from Fredericksburg. He said, well, that's where you should have stayed. Hmm. I said, just go back to Fredericksburg. So that's what I did. We got back in the truck and drove back to Fredericksburg and stayed there for three years. Yeah.
3: That was your first time done in?
4: Yeah. And then, so well, I said, well, now we're here, right? And uh, you got to earn your living. You got to make a living. So I said, well, let's we're driving around the countryside. And we went to Lukenbach. Didn't know anybody. And I saw a guy out in the parking lot that was fixing, I don't know what he was doing, picking up trash or whatever it was, and I said, I'm looking for a job. Do you have anything any, anything to do out right here? He said, no, not right now, but give me your name. He ended up, he was a manager. He said, yeah, give me your name and telephone number, and if I need somebody, I'll give you a call. So I did that, and the next day he called me. He said, I have a big show on the weekend. There'll probably be about between 800 and a thousand people I need somebody to do backstage security uh, he said can you do this yeah what year was this again hmm? what year
3: was this again two thousand seven eight okay. I don't mean to be a dick here but how old were you in 2007 and this guy's asking for security
4: well how old was I in 2007 probably
3: 58 No, no, no. 59. You're pretty sturdy right now at 70. So I can, I
4: can still do backstage security.
3: That's what I'm saying. At 58, I can <laughs> I, Fair enough. That's what I'm saying.
4: Somebody better need to straighten him out. man.
3: Hey, no, I'm saying you're pretty sturdy now at 70. So I'm pretty sure at 58 you're pretty fit enough to yeah, do back- Well. Hey, yes.
4: Yeah, it's, listen. Uh, I'm
3: an objective person here, you know.
4: Yeah, well, we don't have to spread that out, out to the world. I don't want anybody to know I'm a badass. I'm just a hey man. You got a, the voice I'm of a one dumbass, but I'm not a badass. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I said back. I did backstage security for a, a group called uh, Reckless Kelly.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It is,
3: uh oh, he loves someone called Kelly as well. Oh. But that that guy's a moron. You love Machine Gun Kelly, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. But, that's, but that guy is a pink haired moron. Guy, guy yeah,
4: no, this band guy. was reckless. Kelly, they, they're more into the pro- they're into progressive, progressive red dirt country western. They're 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 in with the with the early twenties crowd, late teens. You know they, that's what they draw. They're not drawing. No, I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're drawing like the disco tape kids here, mm-hmm. Reckless Kelly, they're on their wavelength. You know. Yeah, definitely. I understand Progressive, what yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, they those kids get a little wild because they sneak in flask with the whiskey or something. Oh, you, know, no, no. No, no. you can't drink beer in, in Texas until you're 21. You so, can't
3: drink anything in the state
4: yeah. until you're 21. Yeah, you can if you're 18, some places. Really? What? Where? what yeah. you can in huh? you can in why? in
3: wine, no wine, no no alcohol, dude. In in the states, until you... dude, the first time no, I can why, remember why was, getting why? drunk. Why? Well, I don't know. They just made it twenty one. Always, I mean, you can you can go go to war at eighteen. Well, I was going to tell you.
4: I I tell you. I. tell me about it you can vote when you're 18 yeah yeah you can can lose a leg vote for any dumbass put him in power exactly it's ridiculous you can lose a leg
3: come to a bar yeah and they'll deny you a beer and still tell you but thank you for your service yeah (laughs) what
4: happened to me happened to me I came home from Vietnam that's ridiculous I went to Vietnam when I was 18 I came back from Vietnam I was I was uh, 20 right hmm it's been a year and a half came home uh, wounded with a Purple Heart and couldn't buy a beer. So, show me the justification. I'll ask you,
3: uh, I, I've i kept that in mind and I'll ask you about that uh, after the show because I'm very much interested on that.
4: How much more time we got?
3: Uh, we got 15 minutes. We got 15 minutes. Well, okay, well, you want to leave it there at that high note? Yeah. Well, For the people listening, I know it's Saturday, and I know it's about to be 10 p.m. I know you were all expecting something a little bit more or beat. I know you were expecting, as the last time, a little bit more funk. I had even mentioned last time that I was going to do a special episode on Quincy Jones. But the truth of the matter is that I listened... uh, A Willie Nelson song popped into my shuffle the other day in the car, and all I wanted to do was talk about Willie and about the poetry that, that he wrote himself down and was able to put out there for the first time on an album of his own that is very, very dear to me. On top of that, I wanted to talk to a friend that I do consider a friend, that I haven't seen in a couple of years, that I only met once, Edward. And I thought, you know, I have so many things that I want to know about him. And I thought that this was the best place to ask these questions. So, um, what we're going to do right now is that for the last 15 minutes before DJ Bloody gets here and starts his show, which will be what we all want to hear on a Saturday night, um, I'm gonna leave you off with some Willie Nelson again, but this time from the 80s. Uh, It's a little bit different, he's getting a lot more into herself, and to be honest, I need to, I need to pee so bad that we're trying to cut this short, 50 minutes short as short as we can. So thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to donate. Please don't forget to donate. And until DJ Bloody gets here for the real Saturday Night Live, we'll be we have some more. Thank you.
1: Uh-huh. And nobody can make her do wrong But take her for granted Leaving your love on shore Makes willpower weak And temptation strong This you should understand She's not just a plaything She's flesh and blood Just like her man And if you want to do right Home days, woman You gotta be a dude should understand. She's not just a plaything. She's flesh and blood, just like her man.
0: So if you want
1: to do right, hold it You gotta be a